You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series, A Tour Through John. Now looking at Lesson 48. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. Good morning from Toronto, Canada. This is Lesson 48 in A Tour Through John. And before we begin that lesson, a quick review of what we looked at last time. John contributed 50 chapters to the New Testament, a fairly good chunk. The book that we're studying is called Revelation or the Apocalypse, not Revelations. Geographical locations are important, like Patmos, Rome, Asia, and Ephesus. The book combines three different literary types, literary genres, letter, prophecy, and apocalyptic. We offered three interpretive keys. To not be confused about revelation, to not be led astray, to get the main points, we need to be familiar with apocalyptic. We need some knowledge of ancient history, not massive knowledge, but some of the basics of the Roman Empire and the early church. And perhaps most important, what is required is a solid grounding in the Old Testament. Last, there were three points emerging from the apocalypse. God is in control, not Caesar. Hold on to your faith, yet things may get worse before they get better. Well, that was last time. Now, there are so many different ways to approach Revelation. Uh, we could go chapter by chapter if we had all day. Um, we could look at the great themes, uh, and we could even search other features. For example, you could look for the seven Beatitudes. You know, Matthew's got eight Beatitudes. Luke's got four. There's seven in Revelation. Can you find them? Um, we could study the seven letters of Revelation 2 and 3. A lot is known about the recipient churches. If you want that information, please see the New Testament chapter notes on Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. Or we could do a comparison to see how John um, how John's apocalypse taps into the Old Testament scripture. Compare the end of Zechariah with the end of Revelation. Or uh, look at the Son of Man in Daniel and then compare that to the figure when the Son of Man appears in Revelation. Today, what we're going to do is focus on two cities. Tale of Two Cities is a classic written by Charles Dickens. Um, I realized it's a classic, but I've never read it, so I read it a couple years ago. Uh, brilliant. Um, this is set at the time of the French Revolution. So you've, you've got London, you've got Paris. Uh, amazing book. Well, there are two cities. In a sense, all of Revelation is a story of two cities. But before we get there, uh, just a little bit of background. Ultimately, there are only two possible outcomes for beings in God's world. It's going to be either destruction or life in the new world. Ultimately, there are only two kingdoms, Rome or the kingdom of God. Now, it's not that Rome is the most important of all kingdoms on earth. In a way, Rome could almost be a cipher. I mean, the Roman emperor and the pharaoh of Egypt could actually be quite similar. When we look back at the whole sweep of biblical history, we realize that Pharaoh lost, Goliath fell, Assyria collapsed, 
Babylon surrendered. The Persian Empire fell. Alexander the Great died. His kingdoms fell, and so forth. Rome itself fell. Now, at the time that the Apocalypse was written, Rome was uh, quite strong. In fact, it would reach the height of its power and its geographical, uh, geographical extent in sometime in the late 2nd century, about 100 years after the Apocalypse. But no kingdom of man is invincible. Everyone will fall. It's only God's kingdom that will last forever. Um, if you want a reminder, the interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian king, he had a dream in Daniel 2. Daniel interprets it, and you see the succession of earthly kingdoms, but they, they're nothing compared to, they're totally dwarfed by God's kingdom, an eternal kingdom that fills the earth. Well, there are two cities. I call this Tale of Two Cities. It's not me. That's Charles Dickens. <laughs> Great book, by the way, Tale of Two Cities, uh, London and Paris, uh, time of the French Revolution. Quite eye-opening, really. But the two cities in the apocalypse are Rome and Jerusalem, not physical Jerusalem, as we'll see. And I've selected some scriptures to read, uh, and these will be from the end of Revelation. I'm starting in chapter 17. Chapter 17 speaks of the great harlot, the whore, the prostitute of Babylon. Uh, so let me just read some parts. He carried me away in the spirit to the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup of abominations and the impurities of her fornication. And on her forehead was written a name, a mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of whores and of earth's abomination, and I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the witnesses to Jesus. And I'll just pause there. We're talking about a city that's called Babylon. Well, this is just like the end of 1 Peter 5. Babylon actually still existed. It was not a major city. But Babylon, the empire, capital Babylon, the city, had fallen to the Persians in the 6th century before Christ. So Rome is like a new Babylon, in its glory, its reach, its power. But as we see, it's blasphemous. It is drunk with the blood of the saints. And it's really leading the whole world astray. And she will be judged. She will be judged. A few verses later, still in chapter 17, it says, this calls for a mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains in which the woman is seated. They are also seven kings, of whom five have fallen, one is living, and the other is not yet come. And when he comes, he must remain only a little while. As for the beast that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seven and goes to destruction. Well, this is a glimpse back to Daniel chapter 7. This uh, harlot sits uh, in her city on seven hills, seven mountains. Uh, probably the most famous city in the world for its seven hills is Rome. And then it mentions a succession of kings. And uh, depending on where you start, uh, will determine which first century emperor you believe was the one uh, at the time of Revelation, uh, in the setting of Revelation. That doesn't really matter. I've got a lot of material on that, by the way, if, if, if you want to pursue it. Um, uh, please uh, be my guest. But the point is that the kings are all falling, but there's one king, one emperor, 
who is kind of like, he reminds them of, well, a previous one. And most scholars think this is Emperor Domitian, who is like Nero, who persecuted Christians in Rome in the summer of 64 and for a few years. It seems like Nero's come back. And there was actually a rumor that he had come back to life. And there's, so there's a context. Chapter 18 it, uh, speaks of the fall of Babylon, this city. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. It's become a dwelling place of demons, a haunt of every foul spirit, a haunt of every foul bird, a haunt of every foul and hateful beast. For the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. The merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxury. So this power is an economic power. Now, there's a military power as well. There's an army. But we're talking commerce. And um, there's the challenge to the hubris of this uh, city. As she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, so give her a like measure of torment and grief. Since in her heart she says, I rule as a queen, I am no widow, I'll never see grief. Therefore her plagues will come in a single day, pestilence and mourning and famine, and she'll be burned with fire. For mighty is the Lord God who judges her. And the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in the fear of her torment and say, alas, alas, the great city, Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. So this is the principal city uh, on earth, um, connections, commercial connections and other kinds of connections everywhere. And her fall is unthinkable. And uh, it gets even more specific. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore. Now, see, the fall of Rome will have an economic uh, knock-on effect. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk and scarlet. All signs of scented wood, all articles of ivory, all articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble. Cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, choice flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, slaves, and human lives. Well, this is like the cargo manifest of the ships that plied the Mediterranean. The, this is uh, very specific. And the, so the sadness, the weeping, it, it's not just because... Uh, a beautiful city in terms of architecture has fallen. It's these guys are losing their contracts. They're losing, they're not going to make the money. And uh, they say, what city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads and they wept and they mourn. Well, this is the fall of Rome with her commerce and all of her music and her culture and her immorality. And all nations were deceived by her sorcery. In her was found the blood of prophets and saints and of all who've been slaughtered on earth. It's like God's holding Rome responsible for everything. In Rome is like recapitulated all the other uh, oppressive empires. Well, Rome is going to fall. Um, it's losing. The Battle of Armageddon, which, by the way, has no weapons apart from the sword coming out from Jesus' mouth, um, as we see, leads to the judgment of, of this harlot. Uh, who's deceiving the entire world. I'd say today, uh, I'm not saying that the United States corresponds to Rome, but many have noticed the parallels. And I do have a podcast called something like Why Rome Fell and Why We Need to Really Pay Attention. Oh, well, in, after the judgment scene of chapter 20, uh, we see something very beautiful. And that's the, the second city. The new heaven and the new earth. Well, the city, of course, is not heaven. 
the city comes down to the earth. So let me read a bit of this. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her bridegroom. Now, this is that beautiful picture. I'm sure you're familiar with it if you've been a Christian a while. And so this city is lowered from heaven. It's not heaven, strictly speaking, but it's lowered to the earth, and all things are made new. And it's in the context of persevering in our faith and receiving our reward. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I'll be their God, and they will be my people. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And there he seems to be describing, it's not just a list of sins, but it's a list of things that uh, proliferated um, in the Roman Empire, particularly as it became bigger, fatter, and more corrupt. So you have this beautiful vision One of the seven angels shows John. He says, come, I'll show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And in the spirit, he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city coming down out of heaven from God. So here the city, God's people, is is the bride. And there's a, a marriage to take place. Jesus, of course, is the groom. This reminds us of Ephesians 5. Let me continue. It has the glory of God and radiance like a very rare jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It has great high walls and 12 gates, and at the gates, 12 angels. And on the gates are inscribed the names of the 12 tribes of the Israelites and so forth. Uh, 12 foundations on them are the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So you have this beautiful picture of the city uh, made of the finest thing, the streets of gold. That's not meant to put down gold. Sometimes you hear them say, oh, it's paving stones. You know, it's not to put down gold. It's to build up a picture of a city uh, that is truly beautiful, just like all the other gems. And this imagery comes from the prophets. It comes from actually the ephod of the high priest. Um, It comes from various parts of the Old Testament, and it's beautiful. Uh, At the end of chapter 21, we read, I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of the God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. This is an interesting city. It seems that you still have unbelievers, non-covenant people on the earth. So there are real difficulties with taking this literally. I think we need to take it seriously, though. If you want more on that, my book um, on uh, what's the truth about heaven and hell I think uh, we'll introduce you to the, to the issues. Uh, we read the last verse of this chapter. Nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And then in the final chapter of Revelation, uh, we see even more about this uh, amazing city. The angel showed me the river, the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street on either side. On either side of the river is a tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. So this image is actually taken from Zechariah. And uh, again, these, these elements, they're fantastical. You can take them literally if you want to, but I think the truth is probably far better than literal. Just like 
hell would be far worth, worse than a lake of fire. Heaven will be far better than the streets of gold. But we need to understand the kind of language that's being used, the symbolism, the images, the metaphors, or maybe some similes. Uh, and it's largely from the Old Testament. So it's this gorgeous picture. There'll be no night, no need of light, of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be the light and they will reign forever and ever. So that's the second city. And that's the city above that's referred to in Hebrews, right? Um, you know, we, we long for the city with foundations. And we think of the Jerusalem that is above, as Paul mentions in Galatians. Well, these are the two cities. Uh, when you put it that way, it's an easy choice. Despite the glory, the glitz, the glamour, I don't want to be with Babylon, the great, the great harlot who will be destroyed. Uh, even though Rome seems invincible, we know she's not because she's not led by the king of kings and lord of lords. She's led by a mere man. So the two cities, ultimately, there's only going to be one city left. And let's do everything we can to be there. Lord, help us on our journey, on our pilgrimage to make it to the heavenly city. We thank you for the inspiration of Revelation. Be with us as we continue this, uh, this short series. Amen. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's teaching on a tour through John. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.